Greetings. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor, brought to you by Heart and Soul Broadcasting Services. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. Today I'm in conversation with Dr. Ethel Chiwara Mupamba, the finder, founder and chief executive officer of MoneyMart Finance. If you enjoy this conversation, remember to subscribe, like, and share. Dr. Ethel Chiwara Mubamba, welcome to In Conversation with Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. It is my pleasure to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, I love talking to people like you, Ethel, people who've actually built something, rolled their sleeves and gotten into the dirt and, 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 and done something. So, but I want us to start um, almost at the beginning. You come from a polygamous family. Talk to me about that experience and what, what that experience um, left in you, as it were. Thank you, Trevor, for that. And, you know, I always want to start with uh, where I come from. Right. I come from Nembudzia Gokwe. And when I sit in such platforms, I always say, Gokwe Yajita Shekare. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm that. sure everyone knows the jokes that been thrown around about Gokwe. And I'm so proud of where I come from. And I remind people, this is also one of those things that come out of Gokwe. Mm. And Trevor, I grew up um, in the dust and dark streets of Nembuzia Gokwe. It taught me a lot. My father was a businessman and a polygamist. And his toes were written, Chiwara's toes and sons it spoke a lot to me where were the wives in this setup why sons then what more we daughters if the wives are even excluded from this business so that really got me to think a lot even from uh, childhood and being in a polygamous family it's survival of the fittest you had to be strong you had to push for what you want, more so if you are a girl child. Mm. Generally, in Nambuzia Gokwe, we grew up a patriotic society. They believed in men, they believed in their sons more than even us. So imagine you are in a patriotic society, in a polygamous family, and a girl child. Wow, what a combination! What a combination! <laughs> So for me, from the word go, I told myself, I'm going to fight. This is the time that I started discovering and imagining what it is like even being a grown-up woman. But there's an exciting story of my life that I would want to share. You know, we were a big family. and How big? How many wives did he have and how many children? Four wives. Four wives. Even my grandfather had four wives, right. uh, if I can count them. But besides those wives... How many children? There are so many other children outside these wives. I, I can count on. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, 
last year we actually reconciled with one of our siblings who had not so we are still counting you're still I, counting yeah I'm, I'm sure more are still coming and we're excited about it right. it's good to be many absolutely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so this this story that my mother always tells me it's exciting to me and it speaks a lot so she says at one time you know we went to school and the school now was sending out people out of school because of non-paying of fees. So unfortunately, I think my father would pay for the boys first oh. before us. So I was sent out. And from that day, I went straight to look for my father. I told him I want to be a boy. Find somewhere wow. where kids are changed from girls to boys. Because when I'm intelligent, wow. I'm actually performing better than my other siblings were boys. Why am I being sent out to school? It was the first, I think the first time uh, having to be mature enough knowing How to wear. How old were you? Do you remember? I think they were telling me I was about in grade three. Grade three. Yes. And in our society, even in our family, we women were not allowed to wear trousers. So we knew it. So what then my mother did so that she eases this situation, she went and bought a trousers and gave me. So from that day, I started feeling, no, so I'm now one of the boys. You know? So from that moment, imagine, and my father knew from that day that if it's for me, my fees will be paid. And in my mind, I think, I thought wearing a trousers was the thing that made me not to be sent out of school. <laughs> <laughs> so it really spoke to me mm. even this day as a as an adult you know i'm in an industry where it's not dominated and i stand up i think and i still believe women we bring so much more to the table mm. and it has to be recognized fascinating because one would have thought that coming from a, this polygamous family um, that you would be beaten down, intimidated. But the mm -hmm. exact opposite has happened. Talk to me about that. Like I told you, I just grew up fighting. Everything about me was a fight. Uh, I thank God now that I know it's a fight of faith. Mm. Yeah. So for me, I fight. I work hard, Trevor. I, I've appreciated this thing in my life that for us women, for anything that we do, we need to put twice as much effort as my boy child colleague, you know. So I've registered that in my mind. And I've said, if this is what has to be done, I have to do it and make sure I change the status quo. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm known as a financial inclusion evangelist, you know. I'm so passionate about women. You know, 70% of women are financially excluded in this world. And from where I was growing up, I could see even our mothers would put so much contribution to the wealth of the family. But it was not being recognized. And this is where I'm standing up as a youth, as a woman, to say, no, guys, give us the chance, give us the time, recognize us. And in any case, if we empower a woman, would have empowered a whole family. I can imagine my mom is the first wife. I can imagine if it was the other way around, if it was my dad, a second husband had been brought, I'm sure he would run away mm. from that home. 
But I, she had to stay yeah. and I, build I, a family. I read something somewhere that your father actually wanted you to, had found a husband for you and you ran away. Very true. You know what? It was, um, you know, in, in such a setup in a rural area and coming from a polygamous family, like I told you, the issue behind then was for a girl child, she will be married and carry another person's name and not the Chihuahua name, my maiden surname. So to them, it was one of those things. So after my O-levels, I had passed apparently. So he says, it's, it's, it's time up. Why, why would you want to proceed? But for me, I knew there's an A-level. So I asked him, dear father, mm. is this guy going to send me to A-level? And he was like, it's his choice. You know, after all, you'll be now in his hands. And how will you do A-level when you're supposed to be making babies? <laughs> That's the time that I realized, no, I will not even go and fight this man. If mm. I failed to fight my father, I had to run away from home. Mm. And I had to go and pursue my dream. Fortunately enough, I had a sister who was already in Harare. So I just boarded the bus. You know, our buses in Nembuzia, they travel around 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. I arrived in Arare 2 a.m. We sleep in the bus until 4 a.m. <laughs> and, and we find our way to where we're going. So I went back. I went to my sister and I told her, I'm not doing this. I want to go to a level. And after a level, I'll decide if I want this. But you know, the greatest thing then that happened after my A-level, having passed, I had an A in mathematics. My father was excited. You know, he took my result slip. You would walk with it, the whole growth point, telling people, look, a girl child, passing mathematics at A-level. That's when I realized, you know, sometimes, you know, Trevor, is because of, the background even our parents that they would have been raised mm. up from and when you show them light they would even appreciate mm. it mm. so i realized that even if he was alive today i'm sure he will be sitting by my side today telling the story telling other fathers out there to say you know what you need to support the girl child mm. you'll be amazed wow what a story what a story your first business was baking cakes am i right apparently mm -hmm. my first first business was a small little internet cafe Trevor, mm -hmm. when i was at college i went to nast i go to blawayo and i'm coming from a family where i'll not be given everything from home so i had also had to sustain in terms of pocket money and those issues and for me i thought i need to be able to make a little dollar out of this so i opened a small internet cafe i had to make people pay i would make sure i type other people's assignments for a dollar or two and i would always wow. put the extra hard work and then after college, this is when, you know, when we graduated, um, our economy was not really in shape. So I said, what year is this? it was in 2008. Mm. 
you know the story of oh, 2008 yeah. yeah so i i got apparently my attachment here i did at Ernest and Young Zimbabwe i was at Ernest and Young our hope was to come back to Ernest and Young and life would go smoothly but it did not happen unfortunately Ernest and Young could not take us back that time so i then got um a job at Fenside Management Uh, I got at Wimby First Street as a porter. I did not mind that I had a degree. I wanted to survive. I was not going I was not going to go back to Gokwe at this point in time. You know Trevor, I learned something. You know whenever you put hard work in something that you do, people recognize it. I was a porter in Wimby First Street. I'm sure the people that I worked with will testify. Do you know I cleaned Wimby First Street. I washed those plates with excellence to the extent that one of the managers called me <laughs> from head office would pass by Wimby First Street. They saw the difference and said, "What what education level do you have?" I told them I have a degree. It was like, "So why are you cleaning these floors and washing plates?" I said, "But this is the job that I got." immediately i got promotion wow. i became an internal auditor in wow. femside management because of the excellence that i would put in the cleaning of plates in the cleaning of floors in wimbe first street yes. you know you know you you remind me of something that somebody said which is work hard at the job you have because your promotion to the next level comes from how much you apply yourself rather than saying they're not taking care of me here exactly. you know i'm going to lazy around until i get something else mm-hmm. is is that your sense this is the sense that i'm trying to put out there and even talking to young people out there i'm discovering uh, in me now being a ceo of a fastest growing microfinance institution in zimbabwe i'm meeting young people who are demanding so much but not producing the results and you wonder you know this doesn't match mm. this doesn't match so my f- that's where my first business was if uh, let me quickly move Pe- to the pe- baking of before, cakes before you move on to that i'm i'm going to ask us to take a break so we'll take a break um please join us after the break for this fascinating conversation we were not advised as a young people right. we did not find mentors okay. on how to run this business it fell fast we just woke up Welcome back to this week's conversation where I'm talking to Dr. Ethel Chuara Mupamba. Ethel, you're going to talk to us about your cake business. Please please proceed. True, Trevor. So, I was now going to walk you through the cake business. Uh apparently when I um left Femside Management, what was Femside Management doing? It, it was the um, company which was uh, managing the Wimby ah, right. you know the right. KFC right. then right. yes 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 right. yes so now having uh, left Femside management i had to find my feet but one thing i did not have confidence to apply for a job 
for a good reason, Trevor. Mm-hmm. I was not this fluent in my English speaking. So the time that I would be told I'm going for an interview, I was not going to stand. It was also after a bad experience when I had been called for an interview at Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe. I could not. I, I, I was just dumb. <laughs> You're, you were not, scared, you were I was, anxious. I was anxious and I was not fluent in my English. My growing up, you know, we were, you know, Makaranga, that deep Shona, you know, Watlaere, Gwendoguya. Beautiful language, beautiful. Beautiful language. Yeah. But, you know, the expectations of people when you're going for that an interview, and I thought, mm. my goodness, how will I stand in an interview? So I had to avoid that and start my own business. I wow. said, I, I, I'm going to do this. Wow. So I remember when I started. So the fear of an interview experience yes. forced you to start Kekmat. Forced me to start Kekmat. It was also after then uh, someone had referred me to Rockshed, Carinders and Tolls. Uh, it was more of a referral, not even an interview. And someone had convinced the, the managing director that this young lady is good. The, the person that I'd worked with at Femside Management. So I avoided interviews at all costs. So now here I am. And uh, I am in this uh, bizarre and I want to be able to stand on my feet. And uh, I had actually, before Kekmat, uh, the manner that I had started into microfinance was uh, we were, it was a church setup. I was going to a church where I was in the club of raising funds for rentals and all. So a colleague from church of almost a similar age, we said we could do microfinance, giving people from church money with a small little loans. bit. Small loans with a little bit of interest. And we did well. Is you know, so we then said, why don't we take it into a full business? So we take it into a full business. I plugged out from Rockshed. I said I'm going to into microfinance full time because it spoke to me. Mm. You know, I could see that it can go beyond. Mm. You know, how, how did it speak to you? Talk to me about it. Spoke to you in what way? You know, when now we wanted to go beyond. To me, my mind was set. We're not going to do any salary based. We were going to get into that informal sector. We were going to be helping women. From that woman, we're selling tomatoes in Mufakose by the roadside. And for me, it was a pleasure going there by the roadside, sit down with that mom, ask her, so how have you been doing this? And they told me, I've been sending two kids to school with this small store of mine. And I'm like, so are you dreaming to get this bigger? And they don't have such dreams because in their mind they are defeated, being told that you can't go anywhere. And I'll start telling them you can become better. I would do my financial literacy lessons. You know, you just need to manage your cash flows. Do you know you can get a piece of a loan? You can do a variety. So I I could really relate my passion. Now it took me down the lane in Gokwewe, my my mother's... would do such businesses, yeah. would go to the garden, sell those vegetables from our gardens. But we never got to grow. Mm. And now here, I've learned finance. Mm. And I'm knowledgeable. I know better. So it spoke to me. So we did the first microfinance, which did well. 
but because of non-discipline it mm. was actually Trevor we were not advised as a young people right. we did not find mentors okay. on how to run this business it fell fast we just woke up broke Trevor I used to drive uh, a Mercedes Benz some CLK a two-door mm. Oh my goodness, I could feel. <laughs> <laughs> you had arrived. I had arrived. It was so, you know, the time that we got broke, I could, you know, the courts, you know, trying now to liaise with those people who had helped us through, saying, bring us back our money, sitting down with them, calming them down, uh, you know, trying to. I said, oh, okay. You know, I learned a lot from there. So from, from your failure. From my failure of the first business, of the first microfinance, you know. So now, that time when I was out of business, I was out of work, then I said, what's next? Mm. I need to Let, make let's money. Just, let's just park there. What had you done wrong? For me, Trevor, I would say when I reflect about that time, mm. I think we did not get guidance okay. and we thought all the money that's coming to us is ours ah. and it belongs to us. We quickly lived a flamboyant life at that time. Mm. We quickly changed a lifestyle. Mm. We, you know, that kind yeah. of thing as a young person, you want to prove to other colleagues who are in the same class to say, guys, what are you doing with your degrees out there? Look where we are and us. We are the ones who did mm. big on finance. Mm. We, it was pathetic. Mm. It was pathetic. But you learned but the lessons. You know, we learned it the hard way. Yeah. And I, I say to young people, you don't need to go through that. Mm. You know, financial discipline for me, I strongly believe we should start teaching our kids from as young as 10 years old. They need that. I can imagine, Trevor, if we had succeeded the first time, where I was going to be today. You know, when I talk to people, I tell, I think for me, I feel I'm five years behind from what I'd experienced at an early age. I could have done better. And also mentorship. We thought to meet people like you, Trevor, to sit down, who tell us, guys, slow down. There's more to life than this. And that time I was too single. Imagine a single lady. Doing <laughs> well in a doing CRK. Well in a... <laughs> so in 2014, having yeah. learned the lessons, you yeah. then found, uh, co-founded, sorry, founded uh, Money Mart uh, Finance. What is Money Mart? What, what does Money Mart do? Money Mart is a um, digital microfinance institution where we are saying we concentrate especially to women. 70% of our loan book, Trevor, is women. Yeah, We have uh, a criteria where we think we need to give women than that we give to men. Imagine a scenario, Trevor, mm. a woman and a man who are both getting into town to run that small business, that boutique, that whatsoever. For a woman, she needs to first make sure these kids have gone to school. She needs to make sure that the house is tidy. Mm -hmm. She can open the boutique at 10. But for a man, he's just looking for his trousers and out he goes. Already a woman, the time a man opens his shop at 7 a.m., by the time that I get there at 10 a.m., I'm three hours yeah. behind. Yeah. Come... 3.30 p.m. I have to be running back home. 
the kids are coming back to school. I need to prepare supper. I need to see the homework issues. A man can stay as late mm. as 8 p.m. Mm. in that shop. So, you see, the yeah. skills can never be the same. Yeah. So, this is what we have specialized in in Manimat Finance. To see this woman with a different eye, sit down with her, wow. understand her, understand her cash flows, understand her cash flows. And like I said, the Manimat business was financed by the Kekmat business. Mm. So the Kekmat business, after I was out of work and out of business, I started banking. You know, I, I, I did not grow up banking, you know, but a friend of mine I went to school with said, you know what, you cannot be sitting, come and see what I do. I learned quickly and I started banking. I tell you, Trevor, there's a year that I had a wedding every weekend in December, from November into December. We made money with cakes. But still, the passion was back into microfinance. Mm -hmm. So I had to pursue this microfinance. And the way that I started getting clients for the cake business, you know, I used to stay in Cranbourne. Mm -hmm. I would, in the morning, I would sing my praises, getting into town on foot, mm -hmm. because I would want to save that dollar. I would print small papers in hair saloons, taking my little pieces of cakes advertised. I was not even shy. This was a person who once had a business, who was once in a suit, okay. But I went back to my foot. One, two, I, I just told myself, you know, in Embuzia, Gokwe Taifu Zamombe, would walk those distances following our father's cows. <laughs> Why can't I do it again? Why can't I do it again? Yeah. I'm going to hold you there. Sure. Um, we could take another break. Please join us after the break for this fascinating conversation. So in 2020, Trevor, I won the Africa Business Hero, sponsored by Jack Ma, where I won 150,000 US dollars. <laughs> Wow. And for the record, uh, uh, since this uh, Jack Ma competition has been launched, uh, in, I think it's in 2019, 2018, if mm. I'm not mistaken, I'm the only Zimbabwean who has managed to be in top 10, more so in top 3. Imagine getting free access to the Newsday, the Standard, the Zimbabwe Independent, and the Weekly Digest for a full month. Well, you can. And all you need to do is download the Newsday e-reader app on Google Play Store or scan the Newsday QR code in any of the AMH print publications and start enjoying the quality content. Welcome back to our conversation with uh, Ethel. So Ethel, I want us now to zero in, drill down on Money Mart. Who are your clients? How much do you give them? Into which um, sectors of the economy are they in? So in Money Mart Finance, Trevor, uh, like I said, we are a microfinance institution. And our clients, we zero in in the informal sector of Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. For the... Big reason, Trevor, the statistics are telling that the informal sector is contributing about 60% to our GDP. We can't ignore such. Mm. We can't. So our clients are that person. Our loans range from as little as 100 US dollars, as little as 100 US dollars, up to almost 10,000 US dollars. Mm -hmm. So now 
We just don't get there at 10,000. Okay. We walk the journey with I you. See, I see. So imagine yourself, Trevor. Yeah. I wanted to say you're that woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because we, yeah, we zero most, in, in, most, in that. Yes, clients yes. Are women, most yeah? clients are women. What are they into? I mean, are they. Just talk to us. Are they selling tomatoes, making dresses, cakes? What are they into? So these women are in different sectors. Right. As long as she is doing something, a business that she's earning uh, some income from. She's selling tomatoes. She's doing dressmaking, chicken project. She has got a boutique. She's into motor spares. She's uh, into hardware stuff. So this is what we are considering, what you call the informal sector of Zimbabwe. Those MSMEs, this is what we are concentrating on. So apparently, you know, I actually have a testimony of this woman. Um, she was a gogo actually selling her tomatoes uh, in, in high field there. And she was my client. I started money much going into the field, meeting these women yeah. one by one. So... She was selling her tomatoes. I got in touch with her. I explained to her. She told me she had sent three kids to school with that small business. I told her she can do variety, tomatoes, onions, potatoes, so that when a client comes, they get everything they want and they have to go. So she embraced that. So one day she got sick. So I said, let us go and visit Gogo. And one of her grandkids saw us coming, wearing our money match uniforms. And she started running in the gate. Go, go. And I called the and I said, how do you know us? She said, ever since Gogo started taking money from Anman Finance, we've never been sent out of school. Wow. I said, wow. You know, such stories are the ones, Trevor, that even in the years I was running losses, they keep me going. Mm. I just said, God, I will make it. Mm. So these are the people that we have. So what we do, we find you small. Say, for argument's sake, we start with two hundred dollars, yeah. yeah, or equivalent. You don't have any books that you keeping, but you just have got a business that has been running for six months. You know, hand to mouth. So we come in there. We teach you what we expect. We teach you how to write your expense, your mm. basic bookkeeping. Mm. This is what we teach you. After we have taught you that, we give you that $200 loan. We see how you perform. We could repeat that loan amount again, see how you are going. So as you start getting the gist of it, some of them, Trevor, we have got our client who started uh, with a very small motor space in Shitungwiza. Now I tell you, he has got branches in Marondera. This is a lady, hey? She's a lady. lady, Yes, Mm. yes, yes. She has got brand new. What's her name, by the way? She's uh, she's Mrs. Mrs. Kunaka. Mm -hmm. So she started that law, you know, and we started. And there's a time when she now needed some equivalent to thousand US dollars. We said, hold on. Now you need to separate the business from yourself. Mm. We need an accountant in this business. We need to introduce you to QuickBooks. We need you to do proper stock taking. We helped you hire a bookkeeper. You know, we step into to that extent yeah. to make sure they grow sustainably. So you, you don't you don't ask for collateral? For us, we don't really ask for collateral. These are non-collateralized loans. 
Yeah, they write affidavits pledging their television sets, their household goods. Yes, for them to have that responsibility to say it's a fallback plan. Mm. But we, our strength as Manmat Finance is on the due diligence of the business. Mm. We see the cash flows and we see how much do these cash flows afford uh, the loan amount that they can afford. Mm. Because truly speaking, Trevor, the manner that we are living in Zimbabwe, someone would need uh, to buy bread every day, to buy that thing every day. So we try to take into account those expenses. Mm. So if she's selling 40 US dollars a, a day, we are taking into consideration the stock, then the dollar expenses, the transport expenses, and we see maybe she's only left with 15 US dollars. So we say then the repayment should be 10 dollars so that we also leave a room with this five dollars wow. so we then calculate backwards what loan amount does she need and we start teaching them the basics of even managing their cash flows some of them now they are actually paying themselves salaries teaching them to separate themselves from, from the, the business, business. Yeah. yes so you you started with three employees how many do you have now now we are counting 103 employees. We now have 21 branches across Zimbabwe. Unbelievable. <laughs> and we are growing this year. We are actually anticipating even more branches uh, around Zimbabwe, Trevor. And 2023, we are saying more testimonies are coming from Manmat Finance. Mm -hmm. We have like uh, turned the traditional way of doing things into digital so you are going to be seeing our billboards there our clients will be now applying loans via mm. ussd card they'll be applying via manimat mobile app you know to give that ease of doing business you know what covid19 brought something totally new to us our clients used to insist on us visiting them going to see them with covid19 we could not do that mm. and they started accepting us saving them through these digital platforms and we are taking advantage of that mm. and now they'll be just now especially if it's an existing client and we want also to give them this platform where they can record their expenses their income so that they really see that basic stuff on their phone mm. and they say okay this is the profit you know my revenue wow. is not the profit wow this is the profit that i have you're, you're doing amazing work do you have other investors or it's just you and your husband do you have other investors are you at liberty so, to share with us who these investors are sure we have other investors that we work with yeah. and it's not just my husband and i in manmot finance it's a proper remember we are <laughs> we are licensed by the reserve bank of zimbabwe and for your own information trevor when i started manmot finance i did uh, I made it deliberate to do it right. I have a board of directors mm. that I report to. Mm -hmm. We have our executive management. We have other middle management, which I listen to. Mm. You know, we sit down, we listen, we do our plans, we report. We do our quarterly board mm. meetings, like religiously, and they are debated on. Yeah, so we have that. So your your Arabiz has oversight over your business, obviously. Yes, okay. yes, we are licensed by the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe. Wow, a license when I fought for it back then in 2014, it was something else. But look, it's also a learning point for a Absolutely. young person to say when you are passionate, when you know what you are doing, you need to fight for what you believe. Mm. You need to fight because the tendency was for these microfinance institutions they were being registered by 
ex-bangers. Ah. Or the, I, I've not worked in a bank. But you're passionate about what you do. But I'm passionate about what I do. Mm. I actually tell people that I thank God I'm not a banker. I was not going to be as innovative yeah, as this. I think my mind was just going to be screwed. <laughs> you're out, you think outside the box because you're not, you not a banker. True, true. Um, briefly walk us through, no, as briefly as possible. So which which was your first school in Nebuzai? In Nebuzai, it's St. Joseph Lunga School. Okay, yes. and then from St. Joseph? From St. Joseph, I went to St. Francis Francis High School uh, in Chivu, mm -hmm. where I was uh, saying that my mother was a nurse at a Catholic uh, clinic. You see, so I got then the opportunity, the fathers in Nebuzai, talked to the fathers in Chivu, St. Francis of Assisi. So for me, that's when I then did my secondary school. So even for A-level, I then went back to St. Francis of Assisi from there to NAST. What subjects did you, did you do at St. Francis? I did mathematics, accounting, and business studies. Mm -hmm. And then NAST, you went to do what, what degree? Become finance. I did become finance at yeah. NAST. Yes, yes, yes. And you... um. Something that I've never I've came across this first time. You are a certified a digital, digital finance, finance practitioner. practitioner. Yes, I'm a certified digital finance practitioner, um, being certified by Digital Frontiers Institute, uh, which is based in South Africa. So, with certified digital finance, uh, Trevor, I was now broadening what I was doing and say, what what is it which is happening now? How can I put technology? into this whole process of my business for it to grow. Mm. So I got so much in love, especially with digital finance. Now that the vision is for us to be able to make sure financial services are accessible by anyone, anywhere. Mm. How are we going to do that? And this is when I started broadening my, you know, my, 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 my spectrum getting into digital finance, uh, trying to access what are other people doing out there, people of my age, what are the other microfinance institutions doing there. I had to travel to Kenya to go and learn the other models that they were doing. And I came back, I said, this is it. If we are going to win as a nation, we need to promote this sector and upgrade them until they are formal businesses, which is something that is lacking. So at a point in time in Manmat Finance, we demand a business to have a certificate of incorporation. Mm. Because it would have grown, Trevor. Absolutely. Yeah. And you start with them from, from the bottom. From the you've had an award from Jack Ma's Institute. Talk to me about the awards you've gotten, particularly the Jack Ma uh, Institute. Yeah, true. In 2020, Trevor, I won the Africa Business Hero sponsored by Jack Ma, where I won hundred and fifty thousand US dollars. <laughs> wow. And for the record, uh, uh, since this uh, Jack Ma competition has been launched uh, in, I think it's in 2019, 2018, if mm. I'm not mistaken, I'm the only Zimbabwean who has managed to be in top 10 more so in top three mm. because I was the second run-up in 2020. So you got 150,000 US dollars? I got dollars, which was really something that gave so much to money mat finance in 2020. In 2018, 2019, we had been hit by the one is to one mm. issues <laughs> for mm. the exchange and the loan book had literally swept away. Mm. 2020 came COVID-19 came, 
and you know all those things but something that i learned knowing your passion and you put on that resilience jacket you can never go away trevor i am telling you this and for me especially in 2020 i looked at the youngsters i was working with my finance is full of young people we are just a young team i tell you beautiful Beautiful. I looked at them. I said, oh God, this institution is feeding. Then I think we're about just 32, 32 families. 32 families. What would they say if I closed doors? Mm. I had to struggle on. Mm. There's a time, Trevor, I sat down with the youngsters, I said, guys, these are the salaries that we can afford. I think I went for almost, if not five months, without a salary going back home. There are times, Trevor, that you just go into that room, you will not even eat. You would rather let the kids eat. You just cry and say, what's the next step? This is the experience of running a business in Zimbabwe. This is the experience, Trevor. The journey is not as smooth, I think, as others. They want mm. to portray it when we see them out there. Mm. So tell me, t talk to the young people out there, young women who want to get into businesses with your experience. What should they do and what should they not do? If you could face them and talk to them. Oh, to the young people out there, I always say fortune favors the breath. The first thing that you need to do, decide that thing that you're passionate about, the industry that you can get into and make sure that you're an expert. I know there's this sensation in our country that you need to try so many things, these potatoes, this juta, this and that. Concentrate on something that you are talented in and be the expert in that thing, you know. Look for a mentor. You know, there's nothing that beats having to go and sit down. We has been in experience with such thing or in business and talk to them what's next. And I want to say, don't arrive too early. Mm. We are going to drive these cars one day. <laughs> right. The day is coming. It's not yet here, but I tell you, it'll come. It'll come just one day. And the other thing, you need to be to have financial discipline. There's nothing that beats financial discipline. Guys, we can we have never buried anyone here on earth who missed three meals a day, even for five days. They did not die. Maybe they just grew thinner. And that was it. You can afford to do that. Put in the work. The sleepless nights, guys. I, I tell you, I was telling my friend that from the 1st of January 2023 to the 7th of January where, when I celebrated my birthday, I was sleeping every day at 3 a.m. I never slept. I never woke up the day that I slept, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's a powerful message yeah, there. That's a powerful I, message. I was working mm. and I knew and in my mind, if I don't do it, then who? Wow. Discipline, isn't it? Discipline. Put in the hours, financial discipline, 
don't arrive before you. What did you say? I yeah, like that. Don't, don't arrive, arrive too don't early. Don't arrive too early. I like that. I like it. We've Speed been, kills, Trevor. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we, we've been too serious for a long time. Uh, let's, let's have some fun now. I'm going to ask you five questions that are going to help people out there uh, sort of get a sense who you are. So um, it's, it's uh, gym or dieting. Which one do you go for? I'd go for the gym. Really? Why? Yeah. I feel good after the gym. Actually, I'm a marathon runner, Trevor. Wow. I ran this year. I'm targeting to run a full marathon of 42 kilometers. Awesome. I've been running 21 kilometers oh. in the past. <laughs> we wish you the best. Thank uh, you. Freshly squeezed juice or a glass of wine? Freshly squeezed juice. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. I've. Uh, I've never been into wines, okay. so as to say, but juice, yes. <laughs> okay. Music or a book? A book. A book. I read. Okay. Um, vegetables or chocolate? Chocolate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> if there's anything, even Ken. Yeah. You know, I got a sweet guy, Ken. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Trevor, I'm loved. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Your husband, your husband. My husband, yes. Yeah. Where I take the Mpambra name from. How many kids do you have? By I the way? have two. Two kids. Yes, a ten-year-old and a five-year-old. Fantastic. Yeah. Dogs or cats? <sighs> I think cats. cats. Oh, it's it's been amazing talking to you, and I know God plays a big role in your life. True. Talk to me about what God means to you. God means a lot, Trevor. Mm -hmm. There are times that I look back, it has been God. You know, in our family, we believe so much in God. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, Ken is a priest of our home. Ken is your husband. Ken is my husband. You know, he challenges me. The guy challenges me. I, I actually tell people he's more prayerful than I. <laughs> That is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it has been God from the word go. We strongly believe in Jesus mm. Christ, in the resurrection of the dead. Mm. We have understood this, and it's something that we are imparting even onto mm. our kids, that you can go in our home, Trevor, we never go to bed without sitting like this as a family and pray. Our kids do memory verses. I tell you, my five-year-old can do that John 1 from verse 1 up to 16. By heart, you know. So we take time to explain to them all these things because God is everything. God, God. You've already said you like books. Let's uh, our viewers out there love books. What three books are you going to recommend to our book-loving audience out there? Right now, I'm reading a book, How to Lead, by Robertson, where he talks, when he interviews and uh, so many conversation with founders, Robertson, what's his first name? The, the, the first name I'm... That's all right. we'll Yeah, 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 we'll find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when he talks to the Indra Noise, mm. the Bill Gates, mm. you know, and you hear what other CEOs, other founders, 
managed to get there, how they did it, mm -hmm. you know. Even Indra Noy, yeah, she has not been a founder. But Former being, Pepsi Cola yeah, CEO. Yeah, but yeah. being in that position, mm. being in and being a woman, hey. Which other book? Yeah, so the other book is Leaders Eat Last. Mm. Yeah, we just have to eat last. Mm. I By think who? Simon, okay. Simon Sinek. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I tell you, I'm confident to say even to the public that I think my team is a happy team. Mm, that's good. I'm confident. That's good to hear. The third <laughs> and book? the third book is um, The Leader Without a Title. Mm. So, so, so you don't need a title mm. to be a leader. Mm. Be the CEO that you can imagine to be even if you are a cleaner. Clean in the best manner, you as the CEO of Be that the CEO of wherever you are. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. You don't need a title. Yeah. You don't need a title. Oh, Ethel, this has been awesome. This has been awesome. We are watching you uh, with a lot of interest. Like I said, we love people who've actually built stuff, who've made the sacrifices that you that you have you have made. I think that's and the space that you are in building small entrepreneurs, the uh, go-go's and the um, our mothers out in the townships and all over the place. So you're doing a fantastic job. You. We wish you all the very best. We, we'll continue watching you. Hey, um, allow me now to tend to our viewers who are all over the world who watch us on a weekly basis. Remember, we are out on YouTube every Monday. Um, it's 7 a.m. Central African time. To ensure that you don't miss out on any of these quality conversations, remember to press on this red button and subscribe, like, and share. We also read uh, your comments and your suggestions as to who should be on the show. Thank you so much. We've created podcasts uh, for all the conversations. We also have a website uh, where all of our content sits, including our weekly uh, newsletter. Until next time, cheers to you all.